Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 WKRM. We're going to have a great show today. We have with us from the William UT William P. Ridley 4-H Center, Miss Lisa Vassar. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, it's good to be here. And with you, you brought Mr. Brian Stewart. That would be me. Hello. Hey, welcome, Brian. Hey, I really like his shirt. They, it has a, 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 a picture of what looks like maybe an otter or something. It is an otter. An otter. And they say you really like animals. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the 4-H Center. Okay. Um I am, well, to be honest, I hardly ever hear my real name there. It's always the other names, like the crazy critter guy. Or crazy like, critter guy. I like that. Creature teacher, the bug dude. I've got several names Creature there. teacher. That's a good one. Did you hear that one there, Coach? Man, creature teacher. I like that. All right. What else did they call you? Uh, the bug dude. The bug dude. Yep, yep. That could be like a, a bug company. It could be. Yeah. But, uh, I got the guy that lives down the road from me. I think it's called Bug Out. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah, bug dude, bug out. You know, there's a lot of those around. So what is it you do at the 4-H? Well, kind of like the name say, I'm the guy that works with all the strange creatures there, and uh, I've had the, the pleasure of being there for about 22 years now. And oh, congrats. teaching uh, kids of all ages about animals, everything from our, our native wildlife to things that uh, might not be quite so native. That sounds like actually a really fun job. I could probably do that for 22 years plus and keep doing it because it's so much fun. Um, recently, the fair was here in Murray County, and they had this um, group here that had some exotic animals. That was really cool. They had this bald eagle I managed to get some photos of, and this thing was monstrous in size. And I was just kind of in awe of this 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 beast i mean it was huge it was kind of scary too yeah when most people see uh different creatures up close and personal they their misconceptions sometimes go away and eagles can be uh, very large yes very very large and and very um it's it's a bird that as a um it's it, it, it's a hunter it's a um i don't know what you call them exactly predator predator that's it all right lisa welcome and Tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do at the Ridley 4-H Center? Okay. My name is Lisa Vassar, and I am um, the Director of Educational Programs at the Ridley 4-H Center. So during the school year, I oversee school groups that come to us on field trips. Some of the groups come for a daytime visit. Some come for overnight with multiple days. And we do educational program, basically outdoor science. Um, is what our focus is. Then during the summer, I oversee programming for our overnight 4-H camps that um, service 38 counties on the western spectrum of Tennessee. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, too. It is. It is. It is probably the most fun job I have ever done. Oh, awesome, awesome. And Coach Lyle, I believe you have a, a relationship with the 4-H Center also. Yes, my wife started working with them uh, this uh this school year, mm -hmm. I guess, is, 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 is the way. Uh, she, uh, she retired from the public system, uh, public school system, and was looking for something to do as far as, you know, keeping her time and uh, um, 
heard about this 4-H uh, opportunity and went in to talk. Excuse me, went in to talk with him and was kind of like, "Hey, I get to do the things that I've always liked doing about teaching. So you know, cool, get, yeah. getting in front of the kids, getting doing the experiments, talking, you know, talking about different things." And she said. But then I get to walk away. I don't have to worry about grades. I don't have to worry about lesson prep. <laughs> she said, that's the fun part. <laughs> you know, if, if you've been in Murray County for a long time and you've raised your children, most likely you've sent them to camp at 4-H. Because I know both of my daughters went there. And, you know, they're grown. One's in 32 and one's 28. So um, that was a fun time for them to be able to go and stay. I mean, they didn't have to go far from home, but yet they could stay in the, the I think they're called cabins. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it was uh, something that they looked forward to and had a lot of fun doing. Now, there's something else about the 4-H Center. You have this amazing outdoor area, and then you have an indoor area that has a kitchen and everything. I've been to numerous events there. Are you guys involved at all with any of the events that happen there? We kind of have a jack-of-all-trade um, job requirement. There you go. Kind of like whatever is needed, whether it's programming, teaching, cleaning bathrooms, uh, serving at banquets, you know, just whatever it is that that the, is needed on the property itself. We have about 49 acres, and we do rent out the property, both for banquets. Um, we've done band banquets for different high schools. Yeah, I've been schools. to a band banquet there. They've had proms there before. We have um, huge appreciation dinners that are done by both farmers, Young Farmers of America, yep, and yep. um, Farm Bureau. We, yep. um, at one point in time, we were doing the eggs and issues, and okay. then there's another... That's that breakfast event. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and then we have a lot of weddings at our facility. I did not um, know that. Yes. Because I hadn't had any, been invited to any weddings there. That's a cool right. venue to have a wedding. That outside um, auditorium that you have with the stage and everything, I've seen some performances up there. Um, been involved in many things up there. It's very, very cool. If you haven't been there, can people come in and just kind of get a tour? They need to call. Just call ahead of time? Right. Call ahead of time so that we know that they're coming. Okay. Um, and then we'll take them around and give them a tour of what's up there. And they can talk to our administrator about renting the facility um, or whether they want programming um, provided, like what we do with the educational side mm -hmm. of it. Um, we yeah, we'll have, get into that a little bit more. Yeah, here. we have outside groups that rent for camp too. Like we've hosted Camp Hope, the from the Burn Center at Vanderbilt. They come every wow, summer that's cool. and do programming there. We have football camps that come there. Wow. Do you still have a pool? Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Love the With pool. an amazing twisted water slide. Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh. Now you got me uh thinking that <laughs> I I could do that again. Um, okay, so let's let's um, talk a little bit about the actual location. If you're if you're new to Murray County, which we do have a growth good thing going on, and a lot of people move into the area, tell us about the location of the Ridley 4-H Center. Well, it's at 850 Line Parkway. It's basically across from Murray County Park. It's, we're in the curve. Mm -hmm. If you're not looking for us, you may have missed that we're there. My first few visits, I might have mm -hmm. drove by that entrance going, where did it? Where is it? Yeah. And then other people will see it and say, I didn't know that was up there when they'd come for schools, like yeah. as parent chaperones <laughs> and so forth. I, I got to admit, uh, the first time I actually got up in there and, and kind of looked around, I thought, I did not realize how big this place was yeah, right is. in the middle of town. Right, yes. right. <laughs> it's a it huge used, area. It used to be um, University of Tennessee Farm back mm -hmm. in like 1917s. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then they moved out to Experiment Station at Spring Hill. And William P. Ridley, who was a, a strong proponent of 4-H and a well-known farmer here, of course, in Murray County, um, petitioned to have it made into a 4-H camp. So kids have been camping there since like 1923. Wow. Um, I think the first group was a group of girls from Marshall County that came on a wagon, a horse-pulled wagon. Um, to spend the night there. And so it's kind of evolved. Kind of like Mule Day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is very cool. I didn't realize 1923. That's that's way before my time. So that's been a long history. Just, just a little bit before mine. So. Just, a, just little a little bit. bit. <laughs> it was almost like the 1950s before I think a lot of the buildings were put up okay. there for cabins and that kind of thing. Um, and You're, then, of course, it's it's kind of evolved from... Yeah, it's a great facility, and and if, you've got to go out there and check it out. Call them, set up an appointment if you're interested in renting the outside venue. It's very cool, and it also comes with an indoor venue too. So, it's it's like a perfect location for spring and fall. I don't know about the heat of the summer, but um, I've been there on all occasions and all seasons. Brian, you were getting ready to say something, maybe? I am. You know, you mentioned I have a picture of an otter on my shirt here, and it's kind of cool. We're right in the middle of Columbia, but. Uh we do a lot of wildlife um, programming there, mm-hmm. and just right there in the middle of Columbia, we have otters in the creek. We've got beavers. There's coyotes. We have a bobcat that goes through every now and then. I mean, you name it, we are Fox. completely populated by all these creatures. Do, 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 you th- do most of them like live on the acreage there? A lot of them will. Uh, otters have a fairly large home range, so Little Bigby Creek is what flows past our camp, but okay. it's a duck river, and the family of otters that will run through our area uh, will also be all the way down to the duck and back up so very cool hello keep going he says <laughs> i heard something it sounded like a phone reminder like maybe i have a new email i should be looking for um that is cool i didn't realize that um otters were that vast i figured they just like most small animals would have a little area to to go in now i have been over by withorn and um, baker elementary school and seen I don't know if it's otter or or what, but it comes out of the the the, sewer, the the drain pipe from the road and comes up on the land and does some stuff and then disappears back out. I was out there for a, uh, the golfing um, putting range that they had just put in out there, and this guy kept popping up. He come, he disappeared, and he come back up. I'm pretty sure it was an otter. Could have been. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, groundhogs around there too. Yeah, it could have been a groundhog, too. I mean, he was a little ways away, and I, I had my camera with it, and I tried to take some pictures, but he was just a little bit too far to get a great picture. I love that the wildlife is um, affluent there, you know, because you're close to Murray County Park. Um, you've got Central High School just down the road. So another reference for anybody that um, is interested in the location, it's Lion Parkway, which is um, Central High School, Baker Elementary School are on this road, Murray County Park, plus the the baseball diamonds. Yes. What do they call that? Uh it used to be Bungle Field, wasn't it? But uh, it's it's the Little League. Everybody little knows league it. it's the Little, little league, league Field. Yeah, yeah. It's the Little League Complex. And then so. further up the road, you have a fire station. So Lion uh, Parkway has a lot of things going on right there. And you're on the inside of the curve. Yes. As you're passing. Yes. And, and there's a nice sign there. And then the driveway goes up. Yes. And then into the campus. Um, it's a fantastic location. That history is pretty amazing. A lot of years there. Um, I like that Mr. William P. Ridley, William P. Ridley, right, moved to make it a four-inch camp. That's very cool. Um, anything else on the history you'd like to share with our listening, listening audience? 
Um, Bob Duncan came one year for summer camp and was sharing with our campers um, about the area where we were. And there used to be a racetrack about where Graymere Church of Christ is. And they would use the little big bee that runs through all of our property as a watering hole. And then there was another racetrack over where Ladue Manor is. And this what was kind all, of racetracks are you referring to? Um, horse racetracks or horses? Okay. Um, the one in Ladue Manor was a um, the little carts. I just went blank. Um, go karts? No, um, horse pulling carts. Oh, the trotters. The, yeah, the trotters. Trotters. Um, okay. But that they used to come through there and they rested in that area where our property is and would water their horses. This was all pre Civil War. Okay. Um, and then. Some laws came out that made um, horse racing and stuff illegal in the state of Tennessee, and then Civil War used up all the true blood horses. And so when they came back, of course, the racetracks went out of business. But um, that's just kind of neat to hear, and the kids knowing that where they are sitting at a campfire, you know, used to have people... Horse and buggies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Um, So you offer camps, outdoor science education, and private rentals, correct? Yes. And the um, outdoor science education, that is something that I'm I'm sure at the schools in this county are really, really um, happy to have going on especially in the summer. Now, you have stuff going on right now, correct? We do. And the summer is basically 4-H camp, which okay. is um, a group of 4th, 5th, and 6th graders and then a group of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. And they come with their county extension agents and spend a week with us. They come in Monday right before lunch, spend the night, do programming, and leave Friday morning after breakfast. And so you go through your local county. For example, here in Murray County, you would call the extension office, which is in the Matthews building, and talk with either Sarah Keenan or Roger Clark mm-hmm. about your child coming to 4-H camp this summer. During the school year, we have groups. Some of them are public school, private school. We have homeschool groups. We have Girl Scout and Boy Scout troops. Um, it just It's kind of a, a, a mirage of different mm-hmm. individuals that come and do outdoor science programming. And this started back in, like, 1994, maybe, was when they started this program there, and it's just grown. Um, The thing that I like the most about our program is that it is specifically geared toward the school group that comes in. So we're grade-level appropriate. We're Tennessee science standards-based. I give a teacher an outline of here's some things we normally offer third-grade groups, and then they tell me what they want um, from that programming. And if there's something that's not on that list, hey, we're, we're really working with uh, a force in motion right now, and that's not on your list, then we'll create it right? so that we can be an extension of that classroom. That is so cool. And, and a little bit later here, we'll talk about this uh, state science standards. And you've got some things on your bullet list here that just make me go, wow, I didn't know that you did all of that. So, but let's talk, let, yeah, let's, let's get in, be, how much time we have left before the break, maybe? About four minutes. About four minutes. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, I, I want to shift back to Brian a little bit and talk about the critter teacher thing that you've got going on, Brian. So, are you a full-time employee with 4-H? 
I have uh, yes, I've been with uh, UT now for twenty two years. That's that's awesome. And so, and a typical camp like the you got some programs going on right now. What is it that you would do with the students? Primarily, what I do are the forestry and wildlife aspects. So, on forestry, we have a hiking trail at our camp, and it's about uh, roughly seven tenths of a mile long. And so, we will take groups of students. And we'll take them along this trail, and we do everything that uh, you know you would think of on, on a walk in the woods. We point out uh, growing things, you know, the ecosystem, how uh, nature interacts with other aspects of nature uh, along the creek. And to be honest, you know, sometimes we'll actually get in that creek with students, and we'll catch the creatures that live there, and we'll identify them. And by doing that, you can do a water quality test just by knowing what makes their home in the water you're able to determine how clean or, in some cases, not clean water is. And so it's kind of a neat uh, extension, if you will, of, okay, well, we could use test tubes and we could use chemicals and and do a test in the water, or we can actually get in the creek and take nets down there and catch the things and then figure out that way. Well, you know, I grew up walking in creeks and ponds and that, so I kind of look at it like, you know, hey, they pay me to play in the creek still, (laughs) and it's just an awesome thing. So... Uh, but again, the, the hike is is a nice hike, and uh, it's goes right through a large section of, of forest on our property. You know, you, you mentioned that it brings me back in a memory. In my previous career, we had um, sponsored the youth in Murray County to go to certain locations where creeks are at and just spend a, a good portion of a day identifying and doing things at the creek. And they actually did have some test tube testing things there. For the kids to learn a little bit more about the ecology, ecologic, whatever what, ecology for the uh, the creek and what lives there and what doesn't and stuff like that. So I find it pretty amazing that this is part of the um, camps and stuff. I've been there numerous times and I've never got to go with the creature teacher on a tour yet. So I'm going to have to put that on my to do list is to go on the creature. Is it creature teacher? Is that one of your nicknames? Crazy critter guy, creature teacher, bug dude. I've got. Some <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'll have to make it a point to come up and visit and just take maybe a little time and walk around and, and you can kind of point pinpoint to me, um, some of the things that I probably wouldn't notice if I wasn't told it was there. And that's, you know, that's, a key, I guess, observation point of taking a walk in the woods. You know, I've been down that trail tens of thousands of times, but every single time I try and find something new. And oftentimes it's the kids who are with me will point out something yeah. because, you know, I've only got two eyes. You've got 20 kids behind you. Well, it's 40 eyes who yeah. are looking in all different directions. Yeah. And you have the curiosity of the kid who are going to be, oh, well, what's that? What's that? And, you know, we are a hands-on program. So we're not giving them, you know, a a sheet of plastic and saying this, this is this kind of bug. We're actually going out. We're finding these things. It was interesting. I took a photography class one time with Byron Jajorian, I think it was his name. And, and we sat, we got down on our knees and, and our bellies and we started filming bugs in the early morning and the dew and stuff. We were there for about two hours, shot a couple hundred digital photographs, but we only moved about five yards. Because there was every time you moved up a little, creeped up a little bit, you found different, something different. 
different bug, different um, spider web, different something. So I, I get that point that you say you see something different every time. An activity that we do every now and then is it's called backyard zoo. We'll have the kids take a hula hoop and we will throw it out in the yard. Wherever it lands, that's their zoo, and they get to explore that. And just the the amount of life you can find in one hula hoop size area is incredible. Wow. Well, I'm being told we need to take a break, so we'll be back with the Big Yellow School Bus after a few words from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. It's been a trying year for parents. They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, the 110,000 high school student athletes in Tennessee have one last request. Please set an example. Disorderly fan conduct at high school athletic events is on the rise. It increasingly involves parents. There's no question that parents are passionate. There's no question they care about their children. But at a time when we're all wound a little more tightly than usual, it's worth remembering this about Tennessee high school sports. Always be a good example. Stop unruly fan behavior before it starts. 
This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with the 4-H, Ridley 4-H Center with Lisa Vassar. Welcome, Lisa. Hello. And the creature teacher, Brian Stewart. I think that one title set stayed with me, Brian. That'll stay. <laughs> creature teacher, because I'm, I'm always talking about teachers on the Big Yellow School Bus, because we are a show for Murray County Public Schools. So when you said that one, I was like, oh, that's the one. Creature teacher. I love it. it it's so cool. So before the break, we were talking about um, the different programs, and we talked a little bit about um, the history. And it goes back quite a few years. And then uh, Mr. William P. Ridley in 19... 19- uh, 94, 95 time frame, went ahead and got it to be a 4-H camp, right? Um, it was around 1923. Yeah, when the, when the, when the uh, facility oh, opened. Right, and when they it, started um, housing some children was in 1923, but then you're correct, in the 50s. 50s, okay, the 50s. yeah. Um, some, some of the outdoor science programs, here's one I really like the title, Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Brian, can you explain to us a little bit about what that is, the Take a Walk on the Wild Side program? Well, the Take a Walk on the Wild Side is actually what we call our outdoor science program in general. So when schools come to participate in it, they're participating in the Take a Walk on the Wild Side program. Okay, excellent. Um, There was something you said about the walks and having all those extra eyes and being able to see everything every time. And I I reminisced about my photography class. Um, So... Take me through real quickly what a take a walk on the wild side day might encompass. Either one of you, Lisa? Okay. Most of our groups do what we call a day trip. And so the school group arrives, um, it's usually a grade level, uh, sometimes multiple grades, but usually just a grade level. Um, For example, we have Agatha's is coming Friday, and they're bringing two of their grade levels with them. Um, Most schools arrive around 9 o'clock. And they bring a sack lunch with them, and we do programming, and then they leave around 2. Um, depending on what county they're coming from and their bus schedule, that kind of varies a little bit. But when they get there, we have a greeting, of course, and we tell them a little bit about the facility. And then we start rotating through whatever subjects those teachers have chosen. For example, life science. Um, if a teacher wants life science classes, then they may do a wildlife class. And depending on the grade level, we'll determine the activity and the science standards that Tennessee requires. A good example is fourth grade. One of the science standards for fourth grade is adaptations. And so everything we do is hands-on. It's not a sit-down lecture. It's not a book. It's not a worksheet. For Plenty ad- of time that, like that, for that when you get a real job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> adaptations, you know, we set up a game, and the kids become the animals, and they have to um, go through examples of adapting in a prey-predator situation. So you've got a few of the kids are prey and a few of the kids are predators, and they have to um, come up with an area that they have space, they have water, they have shelter, they have food, and then they've got to survive as this prey, or as the, the prey has to survive as it's trying to, 
to get all of this, and the predators are out there trying to get the prey. They're trying to survive, too. Exactly. So the kids are learning about adaptations and prey-predator relationships um, in a game. So when they get home, one of their you know parents, what would you do today? Oh, we played a game. Well, what else did you do today? We played a a game. We played games all day long (laughs) where the teacher and the parents are thinking, oh, wow, this is what we just talked about in our classroom. And now it sticks because it's a hands-on activity. Absolutely. Anytime you can do anything hands-on, it's going to be remembered more. Um, Now, these opportunities for these calves, like take a walk on the wild side, these are oftentimes field trips from schools, correct? Yes. And let, let's 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 talk about that real quick. When when you're having an event at the school of a school, a bunch of children in on the 4-H camp, that is a lockdown facility, pretty much, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, we have a lot of safety standards that mm-hmm. we follow. We are ACA accredited, which is American Camp Association. Okay. And so, not only do we have UT requirements, but we have ACA requirements. So, our facility is locked down. There is a gate. You have to pe- press the keypad and get permission, and somebody will open the gate once you tell them why you're there. If we have school groups there, you're not allowed to walk around on property unchaperoned. We have to know why you're there. Um, the parents that come with these school groups, they all sign a waiver. Um, of course, all of our staff is, you know, background checked and so right. forth. We do that through <clears throat> UT. Um but everything is done with safety in mind. Now, and I got excited telling everybody if you haven't seen it, come and take a tour. But you really, really need to schedule a tour, yes, right? Yes, you really and need to call So it ahead. has to be a day when there aren't students there enjoying one of the camps. Exactly. And we are um, a fee-based program. Um, we are what we call self-reliant. In other words, for every staff I have, um, that group is charged a fee to be able to cover that staff member's salary. It, it's, it's not to build a big bank account, but it's to provide quality programming. Yeah, the so, creature teacher says he has to eat when he he's does, home. He does have to <laughs> so, eat. And more importantly, his animals have to eat. Ah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I do know, though, uh, you know, that a lot of the schools will do um, – will, will find ways to pay oh, for yeah. that situation, yeah. whether they've got their own – budget or, or something like that so very rarely does the kid ever incur or the student or the family incur a direct cost uh, unless they've been told way ahead of time and they can plan for it and, and stuff like that right so usually the schools find ways to to fund that very to cool fund that trip. they very do cool. and i and i tell the teacher the lead teacher that i'm working with if they have a child that you know that cannot come because of finances and the school can't find a way to do it to let me know and and i'll try i mean you know i won't hesitate to call somebody and say, hey, can you sponsor this child to come for a day trip or even summer camp? They find, you know, sponsors to help kids spend a week at camp. That's great. That's great. Um, You handed me a bunch of brochures here, right? So one of the things I thought was really easy to find when I wanted to look you guys up and and actually get your number and to call you because somebody suggested, hey, bring 4-H on there. They do a lot with our students in Murray County. I was easily able to find the website just by typing in 4-H Columbia. So in Google, I mean, I use Google and I typed it in and there you were the first link. So I know the website address is kind of long because it's part of the UT extension, right? It is. So I guess the best advice to find your website is basically just go to 
4-H camp, Columbia, and it's pretty, mu- pretty much going to show up on the one of the first um, opportunities to click on, right? Correct. If you'll Google Ridley 4-H Center, Columbia, or even go into the University of Tennessee, there are links that follow through there with extension. Mm-hmm. You go through agriculture, extension, youth development. That's kind of the long way to get there. Yeah, I like but, just searching for it. Right. If you just search for William P. Ridley or even Ridley 4-H Center in Columbia, Tennessee, it should pop up. And we have, you know, we have all the major social media sites too. We Facebook. have websites. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Um, I don't go much farther than that. Yeah, that, that's, that's their three main ones: <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> so let me read some to the, some of these brochures you sent you you handed me. You have UT Extension. Uh, private rentals, band or sports camp, wedding or receptions, banquets, retreats, company picnics, family reunions, and business meetings are just examples of what you can do. You have the outdoor education, the hands-on STEM activities. We'll talk a little bit about that because STEM is one of my favorite activities at Murray County Public Schools. You have team building at Ridley brochure here where people can schedule. Is this something where you guys uh, um, facilitate the team building? We have a low ropes course at Ridley. um, And so we will facilitate an hour, two hour programs. And it can be with kids. It can be with high school students. It could be adults, businesses. We've had companies that have called and scheduled for their staff to come and do a team building um, course so that, you know, they can kind of bond and, and get on the same page with each other. I highly recommend the team building. I worked at the Saturn Corporation when they were here in Tennessee, and one of the big things about Saturn was team building. In fact, across the road from the plant, they had this large course. It was called an Excel course, and you got to go as a team member. It was almost a requirement that you would take a day off work, go over there, and learn team building activities with your team and maybe other teams also. It was very cool. I highly recommend team building activities. You have the 4-H summer camp. Um, this is very familiar to me because my, my daughters went to this. Right. That's 4th, 5th, and 6th grade. And then you ha- yeah, 4th, 5th, and 6th grade. Then you have Your Adventure Awaits 4-H Adventure Camp. Now, that's 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. And that's where the creature teacher must really get involved. <laughs> is that correct? You know, I'm there, uh, seems like 24-7, 365. So all the camps that come through us, I'm there. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, thinking about your job would be one of those jobs where it didn't seem like a job. It, it isn't. And, uh, you know, the saying, if, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's true. And uh, it is true. It, and like you were talking about before, you know, with the life science curriculum, we have a nature center at our facility that has over 50 different kinds of live creatures that the kids can come. They take a tour. We had the world record gray rat snake that uh, we Hold on, wait, wait, wait. That's, listen to that, folks. That is a world record gray rat snake. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will call them a chicken snake around here. Okay. Well, I raised this one uh, from uh, an egg, and when she finally passed away, she was over eight feet long. Wow. So, But she was a gentle giant, and uh, honestly, you know, thousands of kids got to wear her as a, a Okay, now, I, you know, that's the kind of thing that make me run into trees. I see an eight-foot-long <laughs> snake. I turn around and run real fast. So It is, yeah. but, you know, everything we have is a teaching opportunity, and we try and, we try and I don't want to say disguise, but everything is there where the kids can learn without kind of realizing they're learning. So that, that snake that's eight feet long, 
has a pattern that blends into the background and there's your opportunity to talk about camouflage yeah you know we have a, a snapping turtle right now that's probably 50 pounds that thinks it's a puppy dog <laughs> and you know there, there's your 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 dietary thing you know they're scavengers they'll eat almost anything yeah, but it's when they get up close and personal with these things, it's just a, it's an awesome to see the light kind of click on, you know, in their yeah. eyes. Uh, and we do give them an opportunity to hold a lot of the creatures. We have you know leopard geckos mm. there, and we have uh, honestly a great crew who who work in our wildlife uh, building. And it's just uh, it, you know it's one of the things that you hear a student. 10, 15 years down the road. Hey, I remember when I was there. Do you all still have that creature in the wildlife room? And so it's an ongoing thing that that is, I guess, proof that you're, 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 you're doing what you need to do when they can remember 15 years later. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I, I think one of the funniest things that my wife will talk about in uh, – They'll, and my daughters even talked about it when they went. It was kind of like, you know, they, they said, okay, it's time to go over to the, to the creature center. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they run around and they get in there and, and then he pulls it. Uh, but then they go in. <laughs> then they go in and want to touch it. <laughs> Shock and, and all. Yeah. Shock and, and, all. and it, it's, it's so funny to watch them go back and forth. And with a lot of these kids, uh, I know, you know a lot of these students are, it's kind of hard to say inner city in Columbia, but at the same time, they're very, um, urban-based yeah, kids. That they're not really used to the country. They don't get to see these creatures. They don't get to see these animals in real. I mean, yeah. it's if they it's it's either pictures or it's behind a glass exactly behind a glass right. at a zoo or in a cage in a well, zoo. And think they about actually get it. to touch them and feel them and and, and be with, there with them and watch what they do in nature. Think about well. it. So much of our um, knowledge base comes from movies mm-hmm. or books. Or something that someone told you that someone else experienced. So when they come in, especially in our wildlife area, mm-hmm. we're able to kind of get rid of those false um, false scenarios. You know, we've got, you know, spiders or the difference between poisonous and venomous. I don't know how many kids say, oh, it's poisonous, it's poisonous. And I was like, why would you eat it? And they're like, what? Well, poison is ingested. Venomous is a bite. Mm, interesting, interesting. Good way to point that out. You know, um, like you were saying, we, we draw from an area that's not just Murray County. We have schools from 100 miles away. And Chattanooga, are, yeah. Atlanta. And one of my favorite memories from camp, and this is, kind of goes to show you, you know, why you do what you do. But many years ago, we had a school from a, a very inner city area come. And a lot of our groups will spend the night for two or three nights sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I got there. This was a fall trip, and uh, on the second day, I showed up, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning or something, and the students were standing on the front uh, steps of their cabin and just kind of staring across this field we have. So I'm walking up towards them. I'm thinking, well, maybe they see a deer or a fox. I'm getting closer and closer, and they're just they're frozen. I'm staring right across this area, and I'm looking. I couldn't figure out why, and so finally I walk up there, and I stand right up, and I'm looking. I don't know what they're looking at. So I said, what are you looking at? And it was the frost on the grass. Where they come from, it was pavement and cement. And so there's this frost on the grass. And, you know, those little magical moments that kind of make you realize that you're doing the right job, you know, because it's true. There there are people who are listening right now who know kids who have never seen a live frog or think milk comes from the 
you know, a bottle. Walmart. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, and the experiences of watching kids get in a creek when they've never even been near a creek. They've only seen it, you know, on television or in books. And now they're getting in this muddy and we're like, we're going to go down and test the water. Oh, no, that's dirty. We can tell you. It's it's brown. It's, it's dirty water. And then we come up with macroinvertebrates that show, no, this is really clean, healthy water. But it's not only, you know, the living creatures. We do a lot of activities. You mentioned the STEM activities. And yeah, I, I really want to touch on that list there. You were you were talking about the science, state science standards. I'm going to read the list, and then you can go back and talk about okay. the ones you want. Um, creature teacher, Brian, you can talk about that STEM in just a moment. So you had life science, and that's when we learned about your world record. Snake, by the way. STEM, energy, earth science, weather global, heritage skills, forestry, survival skills, wilderness training, life appreciation skills, and force and motion. Wow, that's a whole, whole lot of different things to cover. So you were getting ready to say something about STEM? Yeah, STEM, you know, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, it's, it's a topic that gets a lot of press and a lot of uh, focus in today's environment yeah our school districts one of my favorite oh, things yeah. to talk about at the schools and and visit the children and the students that are involved in stem they seem to be really hands-on and and um really like the subject matter and it is because you know stem some activities we do for example are going to be like a gps class where kids will actually learn to use gps technology and but they have to realize that gps does not start, you know, with this little thing in their hands. You know, there's a whole lot to the system. There's satellites and, you know, and um, also we do rockets where they'll actually design and build their own rocket and launch it. And it's not just the activity, but there's a team-building aspect that is incorporated into almost everything we do. I had, to, I had the opportunity to do that. Well, and one of the things that, that I find most um, STEM settings deals a lot with electronics and computers, uh, robots, that sort of thing, where we take that STEM component and put it more into a life component. Um, mm-hmm. As Brian said, we create rockets, not electronic rockets. They're shot with an air compressor, and they're made out of paper and tape, masking tape. Um, we do um, catapults, and we play Angry Birds by creating catapults. So it, it's not Sounds computer. Like fun. We don't do computer-oriented STEM. It's hands-on life, life application yeah, type things. We're almost out of time for this segment, but this list, I mean, we could spend another 20 minutes covering Definitely. all this great stuff that you're doing. In fact, I'd be happy to have you back on the show. Um, but we're going to run out of time here today, and I really have a couple other things I'd like to talk about. Um, so with that said... I'm going to go ahead and go to break, and we'll listen to a word from our sponsors, and we'll get back into this in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa, hold on. It's way too early for that. Hello, this is Rick and Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. It's already October and Christmas is getting closer. Let Tillis Jewelry help make this holiday season a little less stressful. Did you know we offer layaway? Come in, select the perfect gifts for your loved ones, put 20% down, and then pay it off before Christmas. And you know we carry a great selection of -of one-of-a-kind pieces, vintage jewelry, diamonds, and more. Stop by and let us help you find that perfect gift. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. How exciting can the music of the front porch be? This is folk singer Michael Jonathan. Find out with me on WKRM 103.7 FM Friday afternoons at 4, Saturday mornings at 7, and then again on WKOM 101.7 FM Saturday evenings at 6. Now that is exciting. It's Front Porch Radio and the Wood Song. Old Time Radio Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with Lisa Vassar and Brian Stewart from the Ridley 4-H Center. We have been talking about all the great things that happen at Ridley, the different camps and everything. Um, Lisa, I'd like you to tell us a little bit some about the, the retired educators and the need for personnel and how you have to have a fairly large staff, right? Correct. I, um, I have to have quite a few um, Bodies, I guess you would say, quite a few people that will facilitate these activities that we're doing. And a few of our um, staff are retired educators. Um, some are not, but some are retired. It's what we call seasonal position. It's work as needed. Um, basically, the, the beauty of working for me is you get to tell me when you want to work. 
And then, of course, the negative on my end is I have to have quite a few people working to cover all of the school groups that come in. But I teach you the activity and you facilitate it with the kids. Um, I actually have a, a music education degree, K through 12. I'm a voice major, and yet I teach science. So you don't have to have a biology degree or an education degree. You just have to have a love of kids and the ability to lead in games and activities and communicate the standards as you do that. So I'm constantly, constantly hiring. I understand. Mike Lyle, I guess that's why your wife likes working there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump the gun here because what I was, what I was going to say in our, in our shout outs and stuff, I'm going to go Ooh, ahead and say an at, this, early at, shout this out. Point, at this point, uh, was that, uh, Lisa and her administrative staff and, and the staff that's there, um, really, uh, made Teresa feel at home immediately. I mean, as soon as she walked in the door, as soon as she said, yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to go, let's work and, and stuff. She was, she felt like a part of the team really, really fast, and um, she's she's already looking forward to some things and, and working on some things at home. Uh, standards, you know, they they've already put her in char- not in charge, but put her examining some of the standards against some of the programs that they're doing and and, and stuff. So, um, if you if you are a retired teacher and you're looking for something that's very worthwhile, uh, she's come back as probably as excited about teaching a day as I've seen her in, a, in quite some time, uh, just getting to work with the kids. Uh, she was talking about some, some of their, um, uh, uh, problems that, you know, they had to save somebody and it was, it was oh, a Fred game. The worm. Yeah. <laughs> we had uh, Fred the worm. Yeah. And, and she got to talking about it and she, she was, her eyes just lit up and, and, and stuff. Sounds like very that. So rewarding. It, it is. And, and, and uh, Teresa is one of, um, one of the many teachers that I've, that I have that work for us that actually brought their students to us Mm -hmm. for years upon years. And as they got close to retirement, they would say, Hey, I've got X number of days and hours when I retire, will you hire me? And so it wasn't a month after her retirement, I got a phone call that said, are you hiring? And I said, definitely. And so we have quite a few teachers that have done that. that And the flexibility that they offer is, is fantastic. Uh, You know, just being able to to come in, you know, if we have something going on with the family, if we have something like that, it's just, Hey, Mm -hmm. Lisa, I kind of got some, okay, great. As a retiree, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa, how would somebody learn about job opportunities at the Ridley 4-H Center. Well, kind of like our camp at, uh, opportunities and our Take a Walk on the Wild Side program, if you'll just use your search engine, find 4-H Center, the Ridley 4-H Center in Columbia, my contact information is on the webpage. We have a Facebook page. Uh, my contact information is in that. Or, you know, Google Lisa Vassar, and I'm sure it's going to show up somewhere. I did, and it worked <laughs> just fine. Get it me worked right just to the fine, website. exactly. All right, so... There's opportunities for you. Being retired is great. Being retired and doing something more rewarding is even better. Um, I've retired and I'm working. I love my job. I love the things I do. I love interacting with people. So it's a a given to me to continue to work. Um, So if you're interested, Google Ridley 4-H Center, 4-H Camp. You'll find them. Look on their website for job opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about the specialty camps. 
We talked during the break about this, and you seemed really excited to share this. I, I am. I love our specialty programs. I love our school group programs and 4-H camp also, but but these are just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, I want to say it's kind of our baby. Um, we were able to develop these in the last couple of years. One is called Explore with Ridley Science Kids, and this is geared toward homeschool families. We offer a science program. It's one day a week for eight weeks. It's like 9 to 12. Yeah, I seen the time, the January 21st to March 11th. I was like, wow, that's a long camp, but it's one day a week. It's one day a week. It's on Fridays, and we service um, grades nine, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, second graders through eighth graders. And they come and we do all ranges of science. Of course, a lot of focus on life science because, you know, we have Brian and we have all of his creatures. And so we do a lot of focus with life science, STEM, chemistry in the kitchen, um, all kinds of scenarios. And this program has been going on for six years, six to eight years, I think is when we started it. Um, And then we do a fall and a spring break day camp for the first three days of fall break, Murray County's fall break Mm -hmm. and Murray County's spring break. We offer programming for third through sixth graders. It's an eight to five day. They bring a sack lunch and we do our activities all day long. And then so that's three days out of the five. Three days out of the five, day. yes. Okay, that's cool. And then one of our newest programs that we're excited about, we have joined forces with TWRA. Ryan Goats and Barry Cross are the two that we've been working the closest with. And we are providing free fishing day for, I think it's age 5 through 12, at Woodland Park, at the pond there at Woodland Park. And... um we have we just did one about a week ago, and our next one is on March 31st. And we provide the bait, the rods. Kids can catch and, t- and release, or they can catch and take home, and whatever they would like to do. But it's just a fun day. It's kind of a lost art. And when we talked about it people is. being urbanized and, and not knowing, you know, like when you talked about your story about them staring at the the uh, the field, the frost, and like. Teaching somebody to fish is huge. I mean, I've grew up with fishing. My family were avid outdoorsmen, hunters, fishers. So it, it was part of my life. So, but, but today's youth don't. And again, the the experience, the the young people getting to do something they wouldn't normally do. My wife has a picture on her phone about a young man that evidently is lives in in town here and stuff. Doesn't get to do this, and all of a sudden, he caught his first fish ever. And he was just, he was literally shaking. Yeah. He was so excited and, and stuff like that and held that up. You, you know, you thought he caught a big trophy. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was maybe half pound, three, three quarters of a pound fish or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was catfish. But he, uh, but, but he, to him, he had, he had just caught a trophy and he was just all excited and, and stuff like that. Well, so, and so much of, for kids is being successful. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. they, they thrive in areas that they feel that they can be successful. And the first time I took my grandsons to fish, we were there for over an hour and caught nothing. And so now it is like pulling teeth to get them to want to go fishing with yeah. me. And so these two experiences, we actually feed the pond right. before yeah. we bring these kids in here. And so it's there, there is not a scenario where someone does not catch something, even a few turtles while they're yeah. there. I was affiliated with the Boys and Girls Club in 2016 to about 2020. And in 2017, I arranged a fishing day for the kids and we took two busloads of kids to a farm that was a pond that was fed with fish. 
and you were talking, Mike, about that that face. I captured some of the most amazing images and video of people or children catching a fish for the first time ever. And the excitement was, I'm just getting chills just thinking about what I experienced that day. I got chills when I listened to your story about the frost on the grass, okay? That was pretty cool. And then, you know, the the first time fishing. So what other specialty camps? Reeling with Ridley sounds amazing, especially if it's a first time ever with a fishing pole it is and it's free you know and um parents um usually it's grandparents we had this last time mainly grandparents that came out with the I kids i love to take my grandkids and they they would come out and spend a couple of hours fishing with us and then you know then you're done and you can bring your own equipment or you can use ours whichever you choose but it's just a free opportunity yeah. to create a new venue another scenario that my wife told me about was a, a i don't know it was a grandmother or grandfather that came out there and when they caught their fish they kept it and he said this is supper tonight yeah and you know there's that teaching moment of going from you know from the pond to the pan yeah. Right. To the plate. Absolutely. Onto the plate. I know. don't think that little and girl was too excited about going home and fixing those fish, but she was excited about yeah. eating them. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but again, that learning process of, of, you know, the fish in that little plastic package at Kroger's or something. So another specialty camp here is team building, which we touched on that a little we bit. We did. that. And then what is the last one? Professional development workshops. Um, We have offered professional development times. It could be a day. It could be an overnight weekend. And we do uh, different educational uh, areas like Project Learning Tree, Project Wet. We've done Project Underground. We've done um, Project Wild, which are birds. And we bring in specialists that, that help the classroom teacher learn how to use activities in their classroom where they don't have the same resources awesome. that we might have. Lisa, we're almost at the end of the show, and I and I mentioned to you during the break that we'd like to do shout-outs. So I'm going to shift gears and ask you to give us your shout-out. My shout-out would be to, one, the teachers that bring their groups to us, um, and to the ones who haven't yet, if you'll just come and try us out, I promise you will return year after year. We have a great program, and it's all because of the wonderful staff I have. Um, they bend over backwards, and they get excited, and it's hands-on, and they love on your kids. It's wonderful. My shout-out I'm going to go ahead and do real quick is twofold. I want to thank both of you for what you do for the students and the children of Murray County and the surrounding counties. It is so important to have these type of activities in a student's life. Um, So that's one of my shout-outs. Thank you for what you do. And my next shout-out is to Main Street Murray. We sent from Murray County Public Schools the school news from our individual schools. And in yesterday's newspaper, which was, let me see, the date was October Wednesday, October 13th. They publish every Wednesday. There are two pages of great school news available for your reading pleasure in the Murray, Main Street Murray newspaper. Wow, it's been a great show. I'd love to have you all back here to talk a little bit more about some of the things we didn't get to cover here on the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank, Thank you, you so much, asking. Brian. I really appreciate it. Mike, as always, it's great to have you as a participant on the Big Yellow School Bus. And every, thank you for everything you do. Thank you. And we won't let you slip next time on the shout-out, Brian. Oh, I'm good. (laughs) Thank you. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thanks for joining us, and we will be back next week.
thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey everybody, my name is Tim the Muffer Man, owner of Exhaust Plus Auto Center, located at 102 West 5th Street in beautiful downtown Columbia. We are locally family owned and operated in business since 2001. We offer all types of exhaust, including catalytic converters, stock exhaust to custom dual exhaust, and diesel exhaust.